Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books, and he's the director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And we have delved into um, a series called Know Your Enemy. And today we're transitioning from false teachings, which we were talking about last week, to false teachers this week. And we're going to be calling them out, actually naming them, right, Dad? Hey, we're going to name names. We're going to name names. Uh, but before we get into that, I'll open us in prayer. And then, Dad, you can hit it with uh, what kind of things we need to look for, not only the, the specific names of some false teachers that are out there, but the types of doctrines that they're teaching yes. that tickle yes. your ears, but really have no basis in scripture. Yep. Dear Heavenly Father, I just give this podcast to you. I pray that your message and your words um, to our listeners would be conveyed through, through what dad and I have to say. I pray that you would expose the darkness and that you would give our listeners um, supernatural discernment because there's so much misinformation out there. There's so many lies. There's so many false teachers and people that we trust or that we did trust that betray us and that we find out later on that they were just basically selling us snake oil. So we pray, God, that you would give us discernment, put around us the belt of truth, that we can discern between truth and lies in this, uh, this age of misinformation and deception. And um, we just, we just want to honor you. We just want to be ready when you return. So mm -hmm. show us the types of doctrines we should be looking for, the types of things that we should be filling our minds with, that we're ready when you return. And we just give this, this whole podcast to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Dad, where do we want to start? Well, let's let's start with a basic introduction about false teaching, and, and that is that just about every pastor or Bible teacher, me included, has publicly said something false. Um, we've either misquoted a reference from the Bible or wrong illustration uh, from the Bible in which we got confused, or we attributed the wrong author to a quote. Whatever it was, we've 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 screwed up and we've made a false statement. Because you're human. Yeah, we're human. And mm -hmm. none of those falsities were intended to mislead people. Right. It wasn't like we set out and said, I wonder how I can confuse the congregation today. Right. I wonder how I can mislead them and teach them a false doctrine. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that. Those are just simply mistakes or errors. Right. right. They are falseness. So I don't want to downplay that, but they're not intentional or malicious. Right. Right. It's the intention. I get it. Yes. False prophets, false teachers are consistently proclaiming and teaching unbiblical, oftentimes heretical views that are intended, whether they know it or not, that mislead the flock and distort the word of God. Mm -hmm. uh, their theology doesn't square with the Bible, thus their teaching and ministry need to be basically rejected. Right, right. Uh, so one of the questions we want to answer is, what is a prophet? Right. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about teachers, but what is a prophet anyway? Right. And are there, I mean, it's to me, when I hear the word prophet, I think Bible times, I don't think today. So are there yeah. even prophets around today? Yeah, I, I think there's a pretty good case for saying no, that no, there are not biblical prophets around today. And I'll explain why, because the Bible says that a biblical prophet 
is an intermediary between God and man to deliver God's message. Mm -hmm. So this is a person standing in the gap between God and people and telling them what God wants or what God says and delivering his message to them. Prophets in the Old Testament had to meet very specific standards to be considered a true prophet of God. Mm -hmm. They were to make both near prophecy and distant prophecy. And the, the near ones they call prophesying and the distant ones they call prophesying. Mm -hmm. So they prophesy predictive declarations and they were to make both near and far and distant. Okay. So the reason they were to make both is that if the near ones didn't come to pass, then the distant predictions were deemed to be false. The prophet was deemed to be a false prophet and he was stoned to death. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to get things a little bit messed up. Oops, no, it was just a mistake. So, so that's one way of weeding out the chaff from the wheat. Yeah. Uh, the, the prophetic books that we have in the Bible uh, all of the major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all of those major prophets were written by true prophets who passed the test and lived. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways that you knew that they were true prophets. Uh, Old, Old Testament prophets uh, had a way, had a had very short lifespan if they were false prophets. Right. Not something you want to pick up as a side job. No, <laughs> no, you don't. In the New Testament, there is something called the gift of prophecy, and it's poured out by the Holy Spirit on certain of God's people, mm -hmm. and that's mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13 and Ephesians 4, yeah. 4, 11. There again are true prophets, and there's false prophets that are mentioned in the New Testament. A false prophet is a guy named Bar-Jesus, and Bar-Jesus in Acts 13 is a false prophet, and the Apostle Paul deals with him. How was he and, false? Like, what was he teaching? Uh, teaching basically that there was, uh, Jesus was not the only way. Mm. And these men, the, the these apostles were not of God. Mm. And so he was teaching that he was sometimes called Elamus. Well, how do, how do they deal with him? Uh, that's a very good question. He was struck blind by the apostle Paul for a period mm. of time. Uh, and uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember how it came out, but in any case, he was dealt with by the Apostle Paul. Wow. And then you got the four daughters of Philip, and they're in Acts 21. So God gave Philip, all four of his daughters, the true gift of prophecy. They could prophesy things. And then you got Agabus mm -hmm. in Acts 21, and he's he's telling the church that the man who owns this belt is going to be incarcerated and thrown in jail mm. and is going to be imprisoned. And he's using the Apostle Paul's mm. belt. So Agabus uh, and all the church took it seriously. Mm -hmm. They took what he said seriously and they wept and they pleaded with Paul, don't go to Jerusalem, don't mm -hmm. go to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And he said, you're breaking my heart, but I got to go. Mm -hmm. The Lord has laid it on me to go. And uh, sure enough, he got there and he got imprisoned. Well, let's talk about false teachers a little bit right if right. we're if we're going to know our enemy we need to know who are the true teachers who are the false teachers right and there's so many yep what are the criteria to use to differentiate true from false false teachers claim to preach the gospel but they don't well why name the names of false teachers why are you and i 
going to name names on this broadcast. Because isn't that, un, isn't that unkind and isn't that unloving? It's unloving and it's unkind to let people continue being deceived. Yeah, well, and, and the truth is, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul names names. Yeah, he does. I mean, he talks about those who were fleecing the flock, those who That's were right. leading them astray. That's right. So he names, yep, he names Hymenaeus a couple of times, mm -hmm. Alexander, Philetus, Demas. Mm -hmm. And if the early church stood to name names and needed to know those names, the modern church does as well. So who are the false teachers who are preaching another gospel? And also, if you just speak in generalities and say, well, false teachers might teach you this or they might teach you that, people who are sucked in are not going to get it unless you call it out, unless yep. you say name for name. This is the type of person who preaches that. Uh, oh, I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? In my research on this, there's a ton of articles that don't name names. They just talk in generalities about what false teaching is all about. Right, because they don't want to offend. Well, maybe that's it's time that. we start offending for the name of Jesus. Ooh, you radical, you. That's right. Okay. Well, one of Satan's goals is to deceive believers, and he uses false teachers to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a list of a dozen of them. And these are ones that are compiled by evangelical scholars that I research. And it's not about them as people. It's not about them and their lifestyles and the fact that they have Lear jets that they jump. Okay, that's that should be your first indicator right there. That if the person <laughs> that you listen to is a multimillionaire, we got a problem. Yeah, we well, got a problem. Every one of these dozen are multimillionaires many times over. Yep, yep. So, and and I see I'm looking at your list right now, and some of those people are multimillionaires, and yet they will not open their church to people in need during you know tropical storms. Yes, yes. When those people I, are homeless, yeah, that's yep, a problem. Yep. And, you know, I'm, I'm not picking on them because of that. I'm not calling them out because of that. I am. I'm call, I know you are, but I'm calling them out because of their teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, because that's what's going to, what's really going to determine whether they're false teachers and how, how they're able to deceive uh, the church of Christ. So let me, let me start in with those that are preaching um, a false gospel. And it's, it's, this is this is things they have written, mm -hmm. things they have preached all their ministry lives. Uh, these are people who preach a different gospel. Yep. It's a gospel that usually focuses on health and wealth. Mm -hmm. Name and it and it, claim it. Name it and claim it. Yes. And it minimizes sin, damnation, hell, sinners. Right. And really salvation by the blood of Christ. And they, also, what about the persecuted church? What about Christians even in Afghanistan right now that are being beheaded for their faith? Did they not believe? Yeah. Name yeah. it and claim it, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. There's Christians well, all over the world that are suffering, and it's got nothing to do with the sin in their life. It's got everything to do with where they're at, like the country yeah. that they're in. So this is, yeah, it's false. Well, here we go, Lo. Here we go. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is Benny Hinn. And you've seen Benny Hinn on television, and he parades around in his uh, white outfit. He's got a white suit that he wears all the time. And he's got multiple jets, and he's got that lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. that big-time lifestyle. And uh, he's one who preaches a false gospel called Word of Faith. 
Well, what is word of faith? Well, word of faith is believing God for health and wealth. It's believe it and receive it. It's if I confess that I am healed, then I am healed. If I confess that I am sick, I will be sick. And if I confess, if I confess that, that God has blessed me and given me wealth, then I will be wealthy. And it's basically saying, um, if you really believe, you won't be sick and you won't be poor. So but that doesn't know. even that doesn't even measure up with who God was. I mean, it says in the Bible, the son of man didn't even have a home. He didn't even have a place yep. to lay his head at night. Just telling you where these folks right. are at. But it doesn't even, I mean, it doesn't even that's, make sense. That's called word, the word of faith theology. Okay. Well, there's another guy, Bill Johnson. He's in, um, I believe he's in Redding, California. Uh, Bill is pastor with an emphasis on new apostolic reform or reformation. And that's all about, we have now become the church. We have become uh, the new apostles uh, that, that Christ has replaced the apostles that he chose with us, the new apostolic reformation. And it's our job to reform the church as apostles based around our doctrine. And so he's another false teacher. Okay, but in order to be an apostle, don't you have to have lived at the same time Jesus did and have walked with him and been one of his disciples? Ah, but Laura, the Holy Spirit lives with us, making Jesus in us. I'm talking about when he was physically here on earth. <laughs> Laura, I'm not quibbling with you. I'm just telling you what these folks say. And then there's Creflo Dollar. He's a television pastor of a megachurch who preaches that same word of faith. Gospel is Benny Hinn. Mm -hmm. So the same is true for Jesse Duplantis. Jesse Duplantis, uh, very, he's an older guy now, but very popular evangelist in the Pentecostal uh, Assembly of God circles who preaches the word of faith gospel. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Joel Osteen. Mm -hmm. And Joel Osteen is the author and television pastor of the largest congregation in the United States in Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a church called Lakewood Church, and it has 25,000 people attending on the weekends. Uh, so he's very influential. He's written books. Uh, he does not take a salary from Lakewood Church. However, he makes millions from his books, from his appearances and his speaking, and uh, from his broadcasts. So he's doing quite well, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, recently got a divorce from his wife, Victoria. But nonetheless, he inherited that ministry from his dad, John, John Osteen. And uh, again, it's a, a word of faith gospel. Yep. Uh, he preaches a very soft gospel on television. Mm. No mention of sin, hell, judgment, damnation, none of that. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's what they call a soft gospel. Anyway, that's Joel Osteen. How can it be a gospel, gospel at all? Because the gospel is all about Jesus saving us from sin and hell. Yes. So if you don't talk about sin and hell, how is it a gospel at all? Yeah, well, that's the, the New Testament calls it another gospel. It's not the gospel of the Bible. It's not the gospel of Christ. It's another gospel. It's a false gospel. Hmm. And that's what he's preaching. Uh, Joyce Meyer, another one. Uh, Joyce Meyer is very popular, especially with women. A lot of women attend her conferences, uh, but she violates scripture in teaching men. 
which first Timothy talks about, and she preaches the word of faith gospel. What does that Again, mean? same thing as before, health and wealth. Okay. Uh, she's, she's big on that. Kenneth and Gloria Copeland, uh -huh. uh, they're television preachers, and they preach the word of faith gospel also. Yeah. And then there's Kenneth Hagan. He's an author and teacher who preaches the word of faith gospel. Mm -hmm. And then there's Marilyn Hickey, again, a woman who violates scripture teaching men and proclaims health and wealth gospel of the word of faith. Seems popular. Very popular. popular. And then another woman, yeah. very attractive young woman named Paula White. And Paula White was one of Donald Trump's spiritual advisors, along with another, a number of others. Uh, but she's a woman who violates scripture by teaching men as well as proclaiming the health and wealth gospel of word of faith. Then mm -hmm. you've got Rod Parsley. He's an author who does the same thing, word of faith. And then finally, T.D. Jakes. He's number 12. He's a very powerful black pastor of a mega church in Texas. Uh, he is well known as an author. Um, he's a speaker. He's a television pastor. But he is a modalist. Hmm. And a modalist is someone who doesn't believe in God as a trinity. Uh, he doesn't believe that God is a trinity. He believes that God morphs into these different shapes or different roles as he needs to. That's weird. It is. It is a little weird. And he also proclaims the health and wealth gospel of the word of faith. So those are all a dozen different false teachers. I probably could have listed 50 or 60 more. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. I've, I see some some ones that are missing, which I won't go into. But yeah. yeah. Who well, else do you who else do you know is on was on President Trump's spiritual advisory team? You know, I would be hesitant to name them because I'm not sure. So I would have to research that a little bit low to know. I think he had some solid ones, but that's that's he what did. makes me he question. Did. Because when you have people that are shady, like Paula White, makes me yeah. wonder what kind of counsel he was getting. Yeah, well, and, and she was one of several. So it's not just her. She was one of several. <laughs> but I notice uh, that uh, uh, President Trump has an eye for beautiful women. And Paula White is a very beautiful woman. Mm. And uh, it's not surprising to me that he wanted to put her on his spiritual advisor committee. Well, if I got to talk about God, I might as well look at a beautiful woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's, I think that's part of it. <laughs> that was a terrible Trump impersonation. That was, that a, was that terrible. Was, that was, <laughs> that's not no. a little more like Rodney Dangerfield. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, she wasn't the only one. There were evangelicals. Right. They were part of that spiritual advisory team, uh, but she was definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. So like you said, there's many others that we could list. People not quite as well known, but nonetheless, they're false teachers. So I have um, to tell you before you get to your wrap, wrap up points. Um, yeah. So uh, interesting story. When I hear about a false teacher, false preacher, I call them out. I tell my kids like, this is who we need to watch out for. We need to look for preachers that are preaching God's word. They're going to tell us things that are hard that we may not want to hear, but we know we need to hear them because we know we need to work on those sin areas in our life. We need, we need pastors that are going to call it out, call it what it is. If it's sin, it's sin. So I kind of have been helping my kids figure out what sound doctrine is from what's false doctrine. And Josiah, my older son texted me from camp this summer. And he goes, mom, have you ever seen Kenneth Copeland? 
I, I don't, I'm sure I have, but I don't know what he looks like off the top of my head. And he's like, look him up. His eyes are dark, mom. I think, I think he's, I think he's dark. And so sure enough, and I started to do a little research on him. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, his eyes are spooky, mom. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, they are spooky. I mean, you just kind of, when you, when you draw close to the Lord, you kind of get this vibe that something's not right about somebody. Well, that's exactly where we're going in the conclusion of this is to be discerning. Mm -hmm. You mentioned it in your prayer up front that we need to be discerning mm -hmm. because these are our wicked days. These are evil days. Yeah, they are. And we've got to be discerning of who's with us, mm -hmm. who's on the Lord's side, and who isn't on the Lord's side. Yep. Who's preaching a true gospel? Who's preaching a false gospel? Mm -hmm. Who's telling us the truth and who's lying through their teeth? Right. Well, um, because a lot of these people, a lot of these teachers would claim to be prophets and speaking forth predictions about events in the future, we really can't test them because we, we, we can't verify something that hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. So they're not giving us near prophecies. They're giving us distant prophecies. So just be careful when you're listening to people who are telling you about what's going to happen you know, many, many years in the future, mm -hmm. uh, because you just don't know. There's no way to check that out. Right. And there's no way to test whether they're false prophets. Also, if they're offering you Kool-Aid, don't drink it. Yeah. <laughs> stay away. Don't especially or orange Kool-Aid, especially. Right. You don't want the orange Kool-Aid. Reject. Yes, reject. How do we, so how do we guard against false teachers, especially from persuasive, very attractive men and women? Mm-hmm. Well, I think the noble Bereans that are mentioned in Acts 17 uh, have got it. Luke, the uh, writer of, uh, of the gospel and uh, of Acts, he says, now there were more, there were, these were more noble minded than those in Thessalonica. These are the Bereans. Mm -hmm. They received the word with great eagerness. Now catch this low, examining the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. Mm. Biblical discernment is needed, mm -hmm. both internal and external discernment. Mm -hmm. The internal witness or discernment of the Holy Spirit, he stirs your conscience when something is off. Yep. Have you found that out? I mean, yep. when you hear something and you say, there's something wrong with that. Right. It, and you may not it, know. Yep. It causes you to bristle. And sometimes you don't even know why. Yeah. You may not, you may not have, you know, concrete facts to why it's mm -hmm. making you uncomfortable, why it's, it, it feels funny. It, it doesn't square mm -hmm. with what you've been taught. And so right. you kind of say to yourself, something's wrong with that. Right. Something's wrong with that guy. Something's wrong with that gal. So that's, that's the internal discernment. Right. The other thing is um, external witness of the word of God. Uh, we need to study it, memorize it, use it to discern mm -hmm. true from false teaching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because one of the marks of mature Christians is they are discerning because they know the word of God. Mm -hmm. They know it cold and they are not led easily astray. They're not tossed to and fro by every wind and wave of doctrine. Mm -hmm. And that's a mark of, of maturity mm -hmm. is you're able to stand firm. You know what you believe, you know why you believe it. And you're able to, to back it up. You're able to verify it. And you're able to stand firm on it and say, no, that's not true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is the truth. 
And sometimes when I'm listening to, you know, a broadcast or a, a sermon in person, and they say something that resonates with me, I just blurt out, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like my, my brain kicks into neutral before I even have time to process it because I've already been, the Holy Spirit's already been working with me on that particular topic. And when they say something that resonates, I'm like, yes, yes, I know that's true. Yep. Or, and the reverse is also true. Um, mm-mm, nope, no, I, I don't agree with that. That's not what I've been, what I've been learning, what I've been studying. Yeah, it's interesting. When I was a pastor uh, of a church in California, uh, Californians are very expressive, at least the ones in Northern California. And so when you would say things that were true, mm-hmm. you would see heads going up and down. Yes. And you'd hear mm-hmm. amens and you'd say, that's right. Yep. And you would hear that. Let's, let's keep preaching it. And, and if it was false, you'd see them shaking their heads saying, uh-uh, nope. uh-uh nope. not so. Uh, we need more of that. Right. We, we need more people willing to say, yeah, that that really is true mm-hmm. or no, that's not right. And and pastors and leaders that are humble enough to go, you know, I might need to go back and restudy that you might be right yeah. and not just bristle and get all arrogant and say, well, then, you know, there's plenty of churches out there. Yeah, well, there's a lot of pastors that can't admit that they ever make a mistake. They can't admit they're wrong. But that's the sign of a strong leader, not that you never make mistakes, but that you can admit it and be humble when you do. Yeah. And and that's the key. Humility. Right. Uh, A lot of it comes down to, are they humble? And the answer is we want humble leaders, but these are are sometimes men whose pride gets in the way Mm -hmm. and they just can't acknowledge that they've made a mistake. Right. So they're going to, they're going to fight to the end to, to, to declare that they were right. Right. Even if they, even if they're totally wrong. Right. And that's the spirit of pride, which, which yep. the Bible warns us about. Yep. Yep. Pride goes before a fall. That's right. And, and also, you know, if you, if you're a believer, you can pray for God to give you the spirit of discernment, but you can't even have that spirit of discernment until you accept Jesus as your Lord and savior. And then the Holy spirit enters you. And then you can ask him to continue to give you that spirit of discernment to be able to sort out the false doctrines from the truth of God's word. So as we end every broadcast, we just want to give you that opportunity to invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. And it's as simple as ABC. We do this every week. Um, and we just, we just would encourage you that if you already know Jesus as your Savior, share this podcast with somebody who doesn't yet know him because the days are ticking and the time is ticking like the sands in the hourglass. We don't know when Jesus is going to return. So we would invite you to um, share this with your friends who are not believers. But the ABCs of salvation are A, admit you're a sinner in need of a savior. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. B is believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. John 14.6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then C is call upon his name. Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so we invite you to pray with us. And my dad's going to lead us in the salvation prayer. Heavenly Father, we just come to you in Jesus' name. And we acknowledge that we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I would lift up any who are listening to this podcast who don't know Jesus personally. Mm-hmm. 
who've never been born again, mm -hmm. who don't know that they would go to heaven for sure if they died. Mm -hmm. If that's you, dear listener, then pray this prayer with me. Mm -hmm. Dear Father, I ask that you would come into my heart because I know that I've sinned. I know that I don't deserve heaven. I deserve hell and mm -hmm. I don't want to go to hell. Mm -mm. I want to be in heaven with you. Mm -hmm. So if I believe in Jesus, I believe that he came and died in my place. I believe he's the second person of the Trinity. I believe he's the son of God. I believe he's Messiah. Mm -hmm. Right now I'm calling upon him. Just like Laura said, I'm calling on the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking Jesus, come into my heart. Make me born again. Give me eternal life. I want to live for you forever. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. He loves you so much. And if you prayed that prayer, the angels are rejoicing. We're rejoicing. And um, I just can't wait. I can't wait for you to experience all that God has for you. And we'd love to share some resources with you. You can email us and share your experience at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. We'll send you some materials to help you grow in your faith. And thank you so much for joining us again. If you could share this podcast with others who need to know, who need to hear this message, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. You can also find all current and past episodes at hopewellcouncil.com. And dad, I forgot to ask you, what are we discussing next week? I know it's on this. I know it's still on the know your enemy topic, but I wasn't sure what was next in our series. It is. And we're talking about the world because all around us, Laura, we're getting pressed and pushed mm -hmm. by this world around us with its ungodly values. Oh, yeah. And it is the enemy. And really, in a lot of ways, Satan is actively using the world to communicate his values mm -hmm. and try to shape the world into his image. Mm, and it's, it's just infuriating the way he's getting at our kids. That's yeah. the part that just drives me crazy. And I'm sure you would agree that we've seen a massive uptick in this over the past 18 months to two years. Yes. Yeah. He's just had a field day, right? Just had a field day. Right. It's in, 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 as you look around you, it's no longer left versus right, Democrat versus Republican, black versus white. It's good versus evil. It's righteousness versus evil. And I'm sure that's what we're delving into next week. Yeah. We'll be going into all of that on the world. And the, the, the truth is uh, the world receives its values from Satan and in turn uses those values to shape culture. Mm. And that's what's going on. Culture is being shaped and it's being shaped in his image. Mm -hmm. I'm praying for a revival and then Jesus return. Amen. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. If you have comments, questions, ideas for future podcasts, you can email those to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. Now I'm going to leave you with a couple of passages that talk about false prophets. Acts 20, 28 through 30 says, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from among your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. And then 2 Peter 3, 17 and 18 says, Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, 
Be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Thank you.